I love in this song where it, uh, I feel like the guy in Men in Black when he's bringing the table across the thing. Um, but I love this song where it says we're waiting for you. And, and a lot of times we're, we use that word and we're like, oh, man, we get to just wait on God. But that waiting in the Bible, that waiting is, is preparing. So when we're waiting for Christ to come back, when we're waiting for, for what God has for us, we should be preparing. Today we're going to talk about doubt. But it's not going to be negative doubt. We're going to give you the key on how to overcome that doubt. But first, I want to honor some people in our, in our congregation. Our, our, our country was built by men that believed that God had a purpose for us. Our country was built on blood and, 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 and lives that, that people shed because they believed that God had a purpose for us other than what we had. So we're going to honor our veterans today, because tomorrow's Veterans Day, and we want to make sure that we don't do this at the end of the service because, because your guys' sacrifice is not just something we do at the end. So we want to honor you guys today. We have a short video. I'm going to load you guys up with videos today. But uh, we, have a, we have a short video, and then um, we're going to have our vets come up here. We, we want, like I said, we want to honor our vets because this country was built on the principles that God is who we trust.
Hello. Oh, there we go. Now you can hear me, Dave. I just, like I said, I, I get real emotional with the veteran stuff. I, I, I really appreciate everything that you guys have done. Um, I know the sacrifice as well. And uh, I know Christmas is in the desert and uh, green eggs. The Air Force guys wouldn't know green eggs, but the Army guys know green eggs. Um, but guys, we really appreciate, we, we, we don't want your sacrifices to go unmentioned. So thank you. you So on, the, on that track, we're going to get into our message. Um, I'm going to try. There's a lot of stuff I want to talk about. Um, so I think Pastor Ralph needs to let me talk more. I'm going to talk about that because I got all this stuff, and I'm just going to talk about it all today. So we will try to get out here at a reasonable time. <laughs> I have another video for you guys to watch, but before we play this video, uh, my sermon today is on doubt. And, and this week was really, really, really hard for me because, um, because, man, I'm full of doubt. Every day I'm full of doubt. Definition of doubt is, you think I would know it, a feeling of uncertainty or a lack of conviction. Man, who has felt doubt this week in anything? So what we're going to cover today is how even the 12 disciples that, that had Jesus just right up in, in their business, you know, I mean, if you could picture Jesus walking around with the disciples, and they were like, Jesus, and he's like, I know, dude, I, I got you, I'm Jesus, I, I, I know you're doubting, I know, I know what's going on, but, uh, but don't let that spirit of doubt creep in. So, what we're going to talk about today, I already said that, but we're going to, I didn't finish it because I'm all over the place. Um, Sean and I were last night, Sean, raise your hand, Sean was my partner last night at work, uh, we worked 24-hour shift. And we got about an hour and 15 minutes of uninterrupted sleep. Maybe if we had it all together, we got about an hour of sleep last night. So, woo! I'm fired up on some coffee right now. And you guys just hold on, because it's going to be a ride. Because we had a guy last night that was all messed up, and I feel like him right now. <laughs> so, in that, let's watch this video. And I hesitated to play this video. Man, but, I, like... So, so there's so many things that I do downstairs that, I, that I, I think would be impactful for you guys too. So I'm like, man, forget it. I'm playing this video. I feel like God's, God's like just touched me to play this video. And uh, Gabe, if you can turn this up a little bit. Man, this is a powerful bit, video about doubt. And uh, by the end of this, like I'll just close right after this because it's so good. Like I'll just be like, you know, thanks for coming. You guys can go home. Um, but man, this video is, is, is powerful.
faith, so I keep pressing forward. Today I have faith, but I can't make any promises about tomorrow. I'm surprised I've held on this long. God, just make me feel like I'm not crazy. God, let me know that I'm not just making friends with these walls when I pray. I'm not questioning you. I've just got questions. Don't leave me here. seems like you have all the right questions, but never enough answers, and your faith is small enough to fit in the cracks of your palms, I told you. Faith the size of mustard seeds can rearrange whole landscapes and turn mountains into open highways. Faith comes by my word, so maybe you've cuffed your ears, my child, don't be childish. Consider the child whose faith has not quite learned the definition of impossible. Have your questions. I'm not telling you to have a blind faith. I'm telling you to consider the blind men who had faith and believed my words before they were even able to see me. Consider the birds that eat from my hand and do not fall from the sky without my consent. So how much more will I love the ones that I died for? Before you doubt me, doubt your doubts. your doubts, and you will see they are just as empty as the tomb that I've walked from. Truth is, truth is, you know I'm here. You know my truth, and you're scared. Scared of what that means. <coughs> scared of what that should cost you. That one day, they will all laugh at you, laugh you right out of their classrooms, and scorn you out of their courtrooms. But my love serves as an eviction notice to anxiety. When they cast stones, my love cast out fear. I am the author and finisher of your fate. I've never started a work that I will not finish. I am the one. I am the one who will give you courage to stand deaf in the face and say, how dare you try to scare me? I know who I belong to. And when it feels like you are drowning, when it feels like you are drowning in a sea of your questions, just know I'm there. I'm there. Like when I drowned in the Red Sea of my blood for you and the prayers that took holes will hold you. And when I told you that I would love you forever, I meant it. Don't you see these rings in my hands? See, we are married. For better or for worse. Through sickness and in health, through faith and through questions, till death brings us closer, you are mine. So that's a hard act to follow, um, but I still think it was relevant for today, and I still think that there was somebody here that that, that was for. Um, 
a lot of times we, we get into um, the, these periods where we, we doubt that God wants, wants to use us. I, and this is, this is me just speaking to you guys from, from JP's life. Um, I feel called by God. I feel led by God, and I feel led by God in most of the things I do in my life. But I doubt his decision sometimes of why could he use me? Why, why, why could he use me? Why, why could he have somebody contact me that wants me to come to India and preach? What do I have to say? And then when I question God, I'm like, God, I'm like, why would you want to send me to India? Why would you want, why, why? Like, I, don't, I don't even, sometimes I don't even get into this word. I allow all my doubts to, to be covered up by, by work. I allow my doubts to be covered up by my fear. I allow my doubts to be covered up by YouTube or, or whatever other thing that I place in front of God. And then God keeps knocking. It's like, hey, dummy, come on back. I know you doubt what I have for you, but I got something great for you, and I, and I, and I don't know why. So in this whole, like, doubting if God wants me to go and preach to these people and spread his word, and I, and I know what he says, I know what he says in here, and I know that's my purpose, but I still doubt it. My God, you got, my God, I'm like, you got to clear this up for me. You got to clear it up why you would want me to go somewhere in another country and preach when I have a hard time trusting you in, in, in this safe spot where you guys all know me. And then I get another message from a guy from Uganda. And he's like, hey, he's like, come over and preach in Uganda. And I'm like, what? And then I get another message from a guy in Kenya. Hey, we would love for you to, to preach. This is all in one week. And I'm like, God, seriously, dude? I'm like, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to figure this out. And you're just shoveling fire on the coal or coals on the fire. And the reason I think God does this, and I, and I, and I know that somebody is sitting here right now, and, and you have that burning, and, and you have that, that little thing, and it might not be as big as India, or it might not be as, as big as this, or it might be as big as this, but it is. It is, because I know God has told somebody in here to pray for somebody in a Walmart, or in a Home Depot, or in a line in, a, in the grocery store. Whoever, we're going to do a little show of hands, whoever has felt like God has told them to pray for somebody and you were too scared to do it. It's me. I've shared this before, and I, I wasn't going to share it today, but I'll share it again. Um, because I, I, I seen this lady not too long ago. I was in Home Depot, and I'm shopping. I'm getting something real pretty for Sherry. Um, probably a wrench or some screwdrivers or something. She likes all that stuff. What's that? Yeah, yeah. she was going to change my oil on my truck. So, um, so I'm walking through Home Depot, and God had pulled on my heart, and he's like, hey, man, he's like, I got somebody I want you to pray for. You know, and it wasn't just like, God was like, hey, JP, oh, this is God. It was just a feeling in my heart when I was walking around. I'm like, ain't no time, God. I'm like, I got this, but I, I'll pray for him. I'm like, you just show him to me, and I'll hit him up like, you're my father. Bless you. As I keep on shopping. But that, that wasn't enough for God. 
So I walk to the, the, the checkout line. As I'm walking to the checkout line, I'm walking by the bathroom. And uh, I see this old lady sitting in the, uh, in the uh, mop room, and she's separating toilet paper. And I'm like, oh, no. I'm like, right by the bathroom where all these people walked in. And I'm like, no. I'm like, come on. And this is, this is me. This is, this is me doubting God. Just like he was saying, you know, like, like, like the doubt that just poured in my heart. I'm like, ah, God, this is some old lady. I'm like, I'm going to look all weird under the closet. I'm going, going to the checkout line. And I'm in the checkout line, and I'm like, oh. I'm like, just leave me alone for right now. I'm like, I got stuff I got to do. And this is for real, like how like, like we're talking. I check all my stuff out, and I go to step out of the, the, the uh the um, store and I put my stuff down and I'm like fine like, whatever so I walk back and I find this lady and she, I walk into the, the closet and I'm like listen I'm like God wants me to pray for you I'm like I don't know what for do you have a need and she's like she just starts crying and I'm like great she has a need I'm like Phew. and this lady looks at me and she's like nobody has ever asked to pray for me I'm like, man, can I pray for you right now? And I pray for her, and people are walking in and out of the bathroom, and, and I can hear them behind us, and I'm, and I'm just praying, and, I'm, and now I'm being obedient to God, and I'm like, is there anything else I can help you with? And she's like, no. She was like, that's probably the best thing that's ever happened to me. And I turn around and walk out, and I got my truck, and I'm just like, dude, I start crying. I'm like, God, I'm so sorry that you wanted to bless me and I doubted you. That yeah, the, the, the old lady was blessed and, 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 and God was able to use me, but, but, but man, that you wanted to bless me and I almost just blew it. I almost just blew that feeling of what it takes to get that little bit of courage to walk in there. I walk in Home Depot and I'm in the checkout line. This is probably six months later. And I'm looking at this lady and she's standing there. When this lady was in the closet, she's sitting there and you know, she said she had a bunch of pain and like all this stuff. I walk into there and she's standing there. And she's like, can I help you? Can I help you? You have a good day. Have a great day. And I'm like, that's the lady in the janitor's closet. I'm like, oh my gosh. So I'm like, hey. I'm like, how are you? She had no idea who I was. She's like, I'm doing great. How are you? I'm like, weren't you the janitor here? She's like, yeah. She's like, but you know, she's like, somebody prayed, and I'm not making this up. She said, somebody prayed for me in a closet, and she was like, and I realized God loved me. She was like, so I wanted to be, she's like, I wanted to do more so that I can show other people that God loves them. She was like, so I became a cashier here. And she was like, my life is great. She's like, I go to church now, and this lady had no idea who I was. I'm like, you have a good day? And walked out. And in this video, he, he, he says that there was a sermon, preached, his doubts are preaching a sermon of their own. And in my mind, my doubts have preached sermons of their own. And I've carried around that backpack of fear. And you guys might all think that, you know, it's easy for me because I'm outgoing or because, I'm, because I'll, I'll, I'll be faithful to God and I'll get up here and preach and I'll speak. It, it's just as hard. 
to get that doubt out of your mind. So I told you, I was like, man, I was like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to show you how to, how to combat that doubt. We look back all the way back to, to Jesus as 12, and who, who thought they had doubts? If you read the Bible, you should raise your hand. <laughs> wasn't a trick question. It's in the Bible. We start with, uh, in John chapter 1, 43. This is a little-known prophet or a, um, disciple named Philip, and he wasn't, very, he wasn't mentioned very much. He was only mentioned three times in the Scriptures. Um, he was mentioned here when God cat, or, or, or talked to him. He was mentioned at the Feast for 5,000, and then just a little bit after that in John 14. So, you know, John 1, 43. So the next day, Jesus decided to go to Galilee. He found Philip and said to him, Come, follow me. Philip was from Beth, Sida, Andrew and Peter's hometown. So Philip went to look for Nathaniel and told him, We found the very person Moses, the very person Moses and the prophets wrote about. His name is Jesus, the son of Joseph, and from Nazareth. Nazareth, exclaimed Nathaniel, can anything good come from Nazareth? Come and see for yourself, Philip replied. As they approached Jesus, now they were genuine, is a genuine son of Israel and a man of complete integrity. So Philip, when Jesus walked up, was like, dude, come on. I want you to be part of this. Philip's like, Bam. I'm good. Man, let me go get somebody else. Let me go grab Nathaniel real quick. Like, hey, man, check it out. Look, look what I got. Look what I got. Like, Jesus wants me to be one of the 12. We'll call them the 12 because that sounds cool. I mean, I wouldn't mind being one of the 12. So we turn over to, to chapter 6. The ruffling of feathers. For everybody that doesn't have digital Bibles. <laughs> Six, five through seven. Now remember, four chapters earlier, man, Philip is like, dude, come, come with me. This dude is like the real thing. It's what God sent. It's what Moses wrote about. It's what they, they all talked about. And then we go four chapters later. Five through seven. Jesus saw a hunger crowd of people coming to look for him. Turning to Philip, he said, where can we buy bread and feed all these people? That was my Jesus voice. He was testing Philip, for he already knew what was going on. First of all, isn't that kind of messed up? Like, even Jesus joked around. He was like, hey, bro. He's like, dude, he's like, where are we going to get the money at? He already knows, but he's like, just mess with you. Bro, for real, you got to go find some money real quick. That's why I like Jesus. He likes to joke around. But anyways, Philip replied, even if we worked for months, we wouldn't have enough money to feed them. This is a dude that just four chapters ago had met Jesus Christ and ran to get his friend. And he's like, dude, you, this guy is the real deal. Jesus tests Philip one time, and he's like, the seed of doubt was in his heart. He's like, I don't know. We, we can't even work for a month to feed these people. 
And he knows this is the Messiah, the Son of God, that anything is possible. But this doubt crept in. This doubt crept into Philip's heart. Turn to John 14. Verse 1 through 11. It says, don't let your hearts be troubled. Trust in God and trust in also in me. There is more than enough room in my father's house. If this, is, if this were not so, what I have told you, that I'm going to prepare a place for you. When everything is ready, I will come and get you. So you, or so that you will always be with me and know the way to where I'm going. No, we do not, Lord, Thomas said. So if you guys don't know, if you guys search doubting, um, like if you look at your phone right now and you search doubting, doubting Thomas will come up. That was another one of the disciples. So, I mean, even in our modern world, we know that Thomas also, with Philip, doubted what God had for him. And these are guys that walked with him, beside him, knew the plan, knew what was going on. So you might ask, how do I get rid of this doubt? How do I combat this doubt that floods my heart and floods my soul every day and and, and, and piles fear upon me? Because listen, it happens to me, it happens to Joe, even Kyle, big old self Kyle. Look at that dude. He looks like a Mack truck. <laughs> He's scared too. He told me a story about a little old lady intimidating him. <laughs> but our doubts are, 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 are not to, to take hold of us. And then that's what Jesus said. So Jesus is walking with his disciples. We'll talk about Pentecost because this is where we get into the solution. This is that part. Little cherry on top. I like this microphone. You make sounds. It sounds like. So we, we go into like Acts where Luke, Luke is talking about um, when Jesus was going up, ascending to heaven. And uh, he's walking with his disciples and he had, he had been crucified and he was resurrected and he was showing himself to his, his disciples. And this is about 40 days after Passover that he's getting ready to go. And he tells them, he's like, man, I'm, I'm leaving. And, you know, a lot of them are like, no, 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 no. And he's like, no. He's like, I have to leave so the advocate can come for you. Advocate also means comforter, trusted one, Holy Spirit. He said, trust me, you're going to want me to go. You may not want me to go now, but you're going to want me to go because it's going to be so much better. He's like, but I can't, I can't, I can't send what is coming if I don't leave you. You know, and, and, and that's, that, that spirit of doubt, that spirit of, uh, of heaviness was over him, and he's like, just trust me. So he ascends to heaven. And they're sitting around, and God said, listen, don't leave Jerusalem until, until you, you get the gift my father wants for you. You know, these guys are doubting, and they're, and they're like, uh, they're, they're sitting in this house, and this is about 10 days after... Uh, after Jesus died, or after Jesus ascended. And it's 50 days after the Passover, Pentecost, Penta, 50. 
I learned that this week. Just a little bit. That's free. You guys can have that. <laughs> Put that in your pocket. So Penta, Pentecost, I've got to stop saying it that way. Pentecost is 50 days after, war, after Passover, about 10 days after Jesus ascended. And uh, the, uh, the 12 were sitting around, and they have about 120 followers now. And they're in this room in Jerusalem. And they begin to pray. And they begin to seek God and seek what God has for them. And like a mighty wind, it says in the Bible, a mighty wind rushed through Jerusalem and rushed into this building and, and uh, distributed fire in this building. And could you imagine what that looked like? Could you imagine being on the street and just seeing a, a rush of wind and fire run through the, run through the thing and, and come into this building? And then what they said it looked like, they describe it as uh, tongues of fire that sat upon the twelve's head. And this is, this is, this is really uh, significant because when we look where, where Moses was, when the fire of, of God was above the mountain, and then we look at the temple where the, the spear of, of fire, the column of fire, noted that God was there. And then these 12 sit with the tongue of fire above their heads, the symbol of God being there with them. That God has fulfilled what he said he was going to fulfill. So they begin to speak in tongues, and they, and they walk outside, and at, at Pentecost, there's thousands of other Israelites that came back to Jerusalem. And uh, they're all there, and um, these 12 walk out, and they start speaking different languages. And these people are like, wait a minute. They're like, wait a minute. That's my language. And they started proclaiming what God had done for them and, and the joy that God can bring to them and the plan that God has for all of us. So the plan was, and God laid it out real quick, Jerusalem affected people in Jerusalem, then affected people in Judea, then Samaria, then after Samaria, no holds bars. It was all of us. It was us today. God didn't want this to be captive. He didn't want a couple people to have the joy, the, the, the Spirit of God, the, the Holy Ghost, the baptism of the Holy Spirit on you. He didn't want just a couple people to have it. And he tells us in his word, and right here, that if we want to combat our doubt, start serving. Those little things. The little old lady in the, in the thing, or the young man that's pumping gas, and he looks like he's at his last dollar, and his family's in a car, and, and, and you don't know why God's telling you to go over there and pay for his gas, or you don't know why God's telling you to, 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 to do something to bless him. Those little nuggets that God wants to bless you with that we pass over all the time is how we combat this, this spirit of doubt. I'm telling you guys, in my life, whenever I've stopped to pray for somebody, it has been the most scary thing that I've ever done. And I don't know why. But I've stopped more than once, and I'm not saying this to boast. I'm saying this to get the point across. But I've stopped more than once, and I'm like, hey, can I pray for you? And I've never, ever, ever had somebody like, get out of here, dude. They're always like, I mean, some people like at, at uh, Cheddar's are like, sure. You pray for my dog. I'm like, okay, I'll pray for your dog. Um, 
but I've never had somebody just dismiss me, like throw me out, almost fell off. Um, I've never had somebody dismiss me. And those little times that God wanted to bless me to show me what he is bringing, what, by how he wants to combat my doubt by, by making me the person that serves, making me the person that steps up for him, is remarkable. It's remarkable that God would trust me with that. It's remarkable that God would trust you with that. And it's a blessing for us to do that. Is he happy? Not yelling. So, in this time where we shed light on other people, where we shed the light that Jesus Christ has poured on us, the, the Holy Spirit that God has graciously given us, and I don't know if you've ever been baptized in the Spirit or you've ever sat on the side and you just pray to God, please, please let me fill your Spirit. And you've been filled with the Holy Spirit. I don't know if you've been there. Man, if you haven't, man, it is a ride. It is a beautiful thing. And that's what God wants for us. Joe, you come up here and play real quick. See, Kevin, that's how you get the cool thing going on. Everybody likes music in the background. We've got one shot on this earth. It's a... This isn't Santa's bag, it's a bag of rope. You guys all thought you were getting gifts, huh? <laughs> so, let's stretch this out. I did this for the youth. Um, they were, they, they like to see things. We get one shot at this earth. We had a savior that came and did beautiful things for us. Promise us that we have a home after this life. That there was, that he went away, he would come back for us. And that was a promise. So we look at this as a timeline. It goes all the way over there. And let's just, let's just picture that this doesn't end, okay? So this is a timeline of our, our life. And like what we will do in the rest of it. And this little blue section is what we have on earth. This is all we get on earth. And then it's the rest of this for millions of years. So we work hard and we push and we push and we push so that we can enjoy this little bit before this happens, right? We only get one of these. We only get one of these. What determines where we spend this yellow portion at is what we, we give into God right now. Romans 3.23 says, For all sin and fall short of the glory of God. Romans 8.28 says that if we confess with our mouth and believe in our hearts that Jesus Christ will save us. And we can't do that here in this yellow section. And we can't work really, really hard and say we're going to do it right here. Because that's not promised to us. Actually, none of this is promised to us. So today, guys, I just want to reemphasize 
that if doubt has you in a place where you've never accepted Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior, if that fear has crippled you, that fear has kept you from God's promise, if you are a Christian and that fear of stepping out has kept you from, from serving God, you can do it where you sit. You can come up here to the altars. But I don't want what we do in this to mess up the rest of this. Because this is promised to us, guys. This is not just a rope. That is just a rope, and it ends right over there. But this picture goes on further. So we're going to continue to play. Um, if you can have a whole, where's the worship team at? Oh, she's holding a baby. I'll take your baby. They're going to sing a song. Um, and in this time, man, look back on those times where, where doubt has crippled you, where doubt has held you back from what you know what God wants you to do, has held you back from, from, from being the person that God, not, not wants, God wants us to be, be a lot, but that God needs us to be, that God has purposed us to be. Don't get caught working really, really hard to hear and then this all not be here, be promised to you. And then now you just worked all that for nothing. Okay? Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you for today. We thank you for the, for the gift you have given us, Lord, to combat doubt. Lord, for the service you require from us, Lord, to be the light in another person's world, to be the voice to the voiceless, the home to the homeless, the father to the fatherless, and the mother to the motherless, Lord. Lord, we thank you for the Holy Spirit whose purpose is to convict us of our sins, Lord, and convict us when we're not doing something right so we set apart, Lord. Lord, I thank you for combating my doubt at times. Just show me the blessings you have for me, Lord. I only pray that in our time, our short time that we have on the earth, Lord, that we can, we can do what you require of us, Lord. You do what, 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 is, what is asked of us, Lord. What have you told us to go and to be disciples of, of Jesus Christ, Lord, and to share his word, Lord. Lord, that as we wait... As we wait for you, Lord, that we're preparing for your kingdom. That we're actively, actively preparing for your kingdom, Lord. Lord, I pray right now, if there was nobody who's made a decision to follow you, Lord, that if they have never spoke in front of men, because you say, if you deny me in front of men, I'll deny you in front of my Father. I pray for that doubt to be combated by a step out of this pew and a short walk up here to ask. Lord, I thank you for the positive people you have, you have entrusted me with, Lord, that you have aligned me with, Lord, that challenged me, Lord. I pray today that we expect something from you because you expect something from us, Lord. 
Lord, as we as this song plays, Lord, I pray that that uh, that if there is a soul, if there is a, a a person that is that is consumed with doubt, assumed with fear, Lord, that they would come to these altars and and uh, and relinquish that, because you said that we can turn the things over to you, Lord. Lord, we thank you. We trust you. We thank you for sending your Holy Spirit, Lord. We thank you for, for, for sleepless nights, but the strength to stand up and confess that you are our Lord and Savior, Lord. Lord, I thank you for friends like Kyle and Kevin and Isaac and, and Seth. Lord, I thank you for a wife that you have given me that challenges me, Lord, and, and, and doesn't allow me to, to be second best to, to what she, she, she wants for me, Lord. Lord, I thank you for a church that trusts me to, to, to spread the word of God and to, uh, to touch these young people, Lord, and, and, to, and to pour into their lives, Lord. Lord, I thank you for a voice so the people that aren't saved can hear. Lord, I thank you for a voice so that people know that, that, that people on these stages, Lord, or people on behind these TV cameras, Lord, or people behind like this pulpit, Lord, we have doubts too, Lord. Lord, that your 12 disciples had doubts, but you were able to calm those doubts, Lord. Lord, we thank you for your love, for your desire for us to be a better, a better person. We pray these things in your holy, holy, gracious name.